0: And we want to start with Jacob back there. Proverbs, Chapter Twenty, and Verse One. Good morning, Jenny. How can you be deceived by wine and strong drink? When you think you can control it, maybe? Yeah. And it's hard to control it. And what's the best way to make sure that we control the wine and the strong drink? You don't drink at all. That's what I believe. And uh, so, anyway, it says, "Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise." And you know, uh, of course, in scripture, wine can have two different meanings. It can have the meaning of grape juice or alcoholic wine. And when it talks about strong drink, well, that would be alcoholic. And the one that's a mocker is alcoholic. And of course, you have to look at the context to see which one it's talking about—grape juice or or alcoholic wine. And, of course, there is no word for grape juice in the King James. There isn't. It's wine. And so that's what we have. And it talks about in the Bible that your wine press will burst out with wine. Well, does it burst? Do you get alcoholic wine when you are first crushing the grapes? No, it's, uh, that's grape juice. And so that's a proof that it means that as well. Okay, then let's go down to verse three. Go ahead, Ira. It is horrible, horrible for a man to stop okay, and we got our New King James there, I think. But anyway, it's we're supposed to cease from strife, cease from strife, and cease from fighting if we can. Try not to fight. And every fool will be meddling. And you remember what Jesus had to say about that? His famous uh, thing he said in the Sermon on the Mount? Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. And so we're supposed to turn the other cheek to keep away from strife. Now, if somebody breaks into your house and is threatening you, should you turn the other cheek? Yeah, I don't think you should turn the other cheek there. What it's talking about with turning the other cheek, and what it's talking about a lot with this verse right here, is personal insults. You know, if somebody insults you, you can turn the other cheek. And But if he's actually threatening you with bodily harm, we have self-defense in the Bible. We have the uh, thing is, he that has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. And a sword is for self-defense, and so, but we want to try to stay away from fighting. And the Bible says that uh, we actually ought to try to suffer wrong, if uh, if we have to, to keep from fighting. Even though we're right, we might be right in our fight, but sometimes we shouldn't be fighting. Of course, there's sometimes things to fight for that we need to fight for, but as much as possible. Uh, have peace. And then verse 4. Verse 4, Jerry. Do you have Proverbs 24? And, of course, so here it's talking about the sluggard. In Proverbs, there's a lot of different themes. And one of the themes is the sluggard. And another theme is wine. Uh, another theme is conflicts. Run all through Proverbs different times. And so the sluggard won't plow by reason of the cold, and people won't come to church because it's too hot. But fortunately, you're all here this morning, and it's about as hot as it gets these days. And uh So it's uh, the sluggard, he always has excuses, always excuses. It's too hot, it's too cold. And one of the excuses we see in Proverbs that the sluggard uses is he says, there's a lion without, I shall be slain in the streets. Well, there's no lion out there, but he imagines. What if this happens, or what if that happens, or what if there's a lion out there, or what if this And he imagines all the possible problems, and he makes excuses, and he doesn't work, and then he's going to beg and harvest and have nothing. And by the way, we're in Sunday school again, and what's the difference between Sunday school and the service, Sunday school and the preaching? We can talk to each other, other. you got it. And so talk to each other means you talk some too. So that's good. What's that? Okay. Well, I like to hear you too. And so we have the the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. That's right. That's a good point. It's a good point. In America today, of course, we are pretty much a socialist country, and so you don't really have to work these days, and uh, you can get money from the government, you can get food stamps, you can get this, you can get that, you can get the other thing, you can declare yourself to be on disability because you have uh, insecurity or whatever you got, you know. And uh, so, you know, you see help wanted signs everywhere today. And uh, with COVID, it got worse that uh, people didn't want to work. And so they, uh, uh, we got uh, that uh, carrying over today. Of course, they gave out during COVID, they gave out checks to basically everybody in America three times. And that, of course, that that has never been done in the past. That, that that's never been done. Give checks to everybody, and uh, and of course, then they wonder why there's inflation today. Yeah, is that you know, inflation comes from inflating the money supply without any without any rise in value of goods and services, and so if you inflate the what money supply, you, you You put out a lot more uh, dollar bills, well, each one's going to be worth less, and you're going to have inflation. Of course, the White House there, they can't figure out where the inflation came from. They just can't figure that out, but that's one of the most basic economic principles from way back. That's it. That's it. That's what you got. And uh, so, uh, good. Okay, then let's go to verse 5. Verse 5, and why don't we go to Irene. Can you read that for us? Okay, so we want to try to draw counsel out from wise people. Try to... Learn some good points from wise people, and uh, I want to try to draw it out. And uh, that's how it used to be with my father. My father—he wouldn't volunteer much. He was not a big talker, and uh, so you had to draw everything out of him to get him to talk about things. And then we go on to verse six. Verse six, to read. Is that me doing that? Okay, go ahead, Greg. Okay, so everybody proclaims his own goodness. Did you know that basically everybody says that they're right in what they're doing? The criminal will say he's right in stealing. And why will he say he's right in stealing? What's that? No, no. He says it's right for him to steal. Yeah. Because he deserves it. That's right. And he deserves it more than those people that have it. And, he's, you know, we're taken from the rich and given to the poor. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, he deserves it. And everybody can make all kinds of reasons why they're right. But they're really not right. But any, every man likes to proclaim his own goodness. Everybody is, you know, down in Brazil, corruption is a really big problem down there. And it's a problem here in the States, but it's more covered up here. But there's, there's a lot of it down there. And the thing is, is they had a, a sting operation down there a couple years ago, and they were catching a bunch of corrupt politicians and putting them in jail and stuff. But not one would admit he was guilty. Not one. They were all innocent. They were all innocent. Right. right. Exactly. Entitlement. I'm entitled to it. I'm entitled, and of course, because my parents had me as a child, I'm entitled to everything they have. And I'm entitled to everything from the government. And Teresa? Teresa? A faithful man who will admit his faults maybe, who will admit his sin maybe. And uh, he's faithful in that way. And, uh, and so that might be what it is. So uh, anyway, go on to verse 7 there. And why don't you read that for us, Teresa? The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. And you know, that's literal. That's literal in the Bible that if the parents serve the Lord, their children will be blessed by the Lord. And, you know, right now here in America, we are blessed because of our forefathers, that they served the Lord way back, and we're still living on their blessing. And uh, uh, we certainly don't deserve to be blessed in the United States today, But uh, praise the Lord, we have that blessing from our forefathers who were godly. And then we have verse 8. Verse 8. Go ahead, Dave. Dave Cross. Is that what Biden does? (laughs) No. No. But that's what the king should do, and that's what he should do. He should scatter away all evil with his eyes. The problem is today is that uh, the government uh, rewards evil. It calls evil good, good evil, and, uh, but uh, the government should scatter evil. And of course, in the Bible, we're talking about that we should n- not resist the government. That's especially talking about where the government is doing what it's supposed to be doing, when it's rewarding good and punishing evil, scattering away all evil with his eyes. And then we have verse 9. Verse 9. Let's go over there to Charlie. Who can say that? Nobody. And uh, nobody can say that. We can't say our heart is clean and we're completely pure from our sin, because we always have the old man, the old man in our lives. And the old man always wants to go to sin. And we don't get rid of the old man until we get to heaven, until we get to be with the Lord. And then we have verse 10. you want to do that for us, Beverly? Pro, do you know where we are, Proverbs 20 and verse 10? Okay, so what's this talking about, diverse weights and diverse measures? Legislation. No. Cheat, cheating weight, and you know, of course, in the back in the old time days, they weighed things by balance, and they'd put weights on one side, and then they weigh it against those weights on the side. Well, the common thing was was to shave some of the weight off your weights, and then you'd give the people less weight when they bought the stuff. And uh, so that's it. Uh, diverse weights. Both are abomination to the Lord. I always think about that when I go to the gas pump. You think you're really getting 10 gallons there, I wonder. And when you, Of course, they're, they're supposed to go around and check that and whatever, but uh, you wonder about that. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, of course, talking about diverse weights or diverse prices. You know, when I was in Africa, they had the white man's price. And the white man's price was always a lot more than the black man's price for whatever you got. And sometimes my friends there, they would say, Let me go and find out how much it is here and not you, and so we could get a better deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the shrinkflation that they're doing now. Shrinkflation can... costs, but you could lesser that. okay. Shrink shrinkflation, okay. <laughs> Shrinking the packages, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the packages of orange juice used to be 64 ounces, now it's like 48 ounces. And what's that? Yep, yep, that's it. And uh, so, that's true. I never heard it called shrinkflation before, but that's good. That's good. And uh, so anyway, and I remember there in Cameroon also, they would, they would have a 20-pound bag of rice, and they would take part of the rice out of there, of each bag. And so you'd get a bag with 18 pounds in it, but they would keep all the difference there. And then we have verse 11. Verse 11, let's go back over to faith. So, how are we known, truly? Not so much by what we say, but by what we do is more important. I mean, what we say is is important, but it's more important what we do. And even a child is known by his doings. And then verse 12, verse 12 to Nancy. And uh, so what do you suppose that's, that's pointing out here? Good, good. Be careful what you listen and see. The Lord made the eye. The Lord made the ear. He knows what you're hearing and seeing. And he also uh, did a great creation with the ear and the eye, especially the eye. Uh, the eye is really an amazing thing. And uh, you know, you can, uh, the eye is always lubricated there with the eyelids, and, and it uh, really works well. And then we have verse 13. Over to Jim. So once again, going back to the sluggard, what does the sluggard love? Sleep. He loves sleep. And uh, so we don't want to sleep too much, but of course you've got to have a balance. You don't want to get too little sleep, and you don't want to get too much sleep. It's possible to get too little as well, but that's not the usual problem. The usual problem is you get too much sleep. And, uh, you know, uh, I remember like with Calvin. It seemed like John Calvin worked himself to death uh, because he wouldn't get enough sleep and he just thought he had to teach, 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 preach, preach, preach every minute. And so he kind of wasted away a little bit too soon, I think. Love not sleep. And lest thou come to poverty... And then verse 14. Verse 14, Jenny. So that's a very true scripture there, isn't it? Yeah, it's very true. It's uh, been for centuries and centuries, millennia, the relationship between the buyer and the seller. And the buyer always says it's not very good. It's not very good. I shouldn't have to pay much for this. It's got this problem. It's got that problem. But then when he goes his way, he boasts about how great a deal he got. So it's uh, always uh, all through history. That's it. Then let's skip down to verse 16. Verse 16. And let's go to Rachel. Rachel. Okay, uh, what does that mean to be surety, surety in the Bible? What does it mean, Greg? Collateral. Yeah, somebody that gives collateral like a cosigner. Uh, you, you, you are surety if you're a cosigner. And the Bible, especially here in Proverbs, it talks about that in very unfavorable terms, uh, being a cosigner. And why is that? You're slave to that transaction. That's right. And you're likely to end up hurting for that. You're likely to have have to assume the debts of somebody else. And uh, so it's what can we do about this thing here? So, anyway, we have, uh, we should try to avoid being surety. too quickly on people. Don't put trust in them too quickly. And uh, Okay, then we go on to verse 17. And Matthew. This to a man, it's to and uh, so people can get a fortune by deceit. They can get a lot of money. They can do a lot of things by lies, by deceit. But afterward, their mouth is going to be filled with gravel. And then, verse eighteen, verse eighteen to Lisi. Every purpose is established by counsel and with good advice. Making... Okay, so we want to have good advice. We want to have counsel when we uh, do things, and. Uh, what does it say with the good advice you can do here? <clears throat> Make war. And so war is not totally against the Bible. There's A lot of Christians that are pacifists, and they say, oh, I've got to turn the other cheek, and we can't go to war, and we can't defend ourselves. We just have to take it. And don't you know that we're people of love? And that's true, all that, that we're people of love, but there's a time for war. Time for war, a time for peace, got to defend ourselves. And the only way we got freedom here in America is because we fought war to keep that freedom. And, uh, you know, evil will try to triumph and it has to be kept at bay. And so you can make war with good advice. And then verse 19, Dave. So what's a tail A tattletale, good. And uh, so uh, <clears throat> what if you're telling something that's true? It still can be gossip, and we want to uh, only say things that are necessary, and a lot of times it's not necessary to say something that's true, and uh, so we don't want to be a tail-bearer carrying around these tales. Then it talks about somebody that flatters. What's a flatterer? (coughs) Doesn't stop talking. Not exactly, no. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Is that, of course, uh, kings and uh, people in authority always have a lot of people flattering them. And so, so why do they flatter them? Of course, flatter is to tell them how good they are. And why do they do that? To get advanced, to get advantage, yep, and uh, yep, they do. Did you know that pastors do that too? You notice that, huh? Yeah, there's there's pastors that, that that flatter their people all the time, and they'll flatter them up and down. and And why do you suppose they do that? Because they want to be popular. Mm. Go ahead. Right. Of course, does that mean that you never tell anybody a compliment, uh, never tell them anything that's good they do or whatever? No, you can do that, but after a bit, it becomes flattery. And of course, it depends on why we're doing it too. Uh, but too much complimenting uh, can turn into flattery very, very easily. Right, right, right. And then verse 20. Verse 20, Tim. Okay, does anybody do that today? We have a lot of people that curse their father and their mother. Of course, all their problems come from their father and their mother. And don't you know that's the way they were raised? And they can never rise above that. But, you know, many people rise above a bad upbringing or whatever. And uh, so it's, uh, uh, whoso curseth his father and his mother. And, of course, it says their lamp shall be put out. In the Bible, it's very serious how we treat our parents and how we react with our parents. It's very, very serious. And uh, back in the Old Testament, they used to stone people that cursed their father or their mother. You're right. Uh-huh. Right, 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 that's true. It's all broken up, that's right. And of course that uh, leads to less respect, right, or whatever, that's right. And uh, so uh, remember in the last days we're told that people will not uh, respect their parents, that they'll curse their father and their mother, they'll, uh, they'll set light by their parents, And uh, so that's what we have today. And, of course, you see that in Hollywood. You know, Hollywood, uh, the father, generally the father is always the villain. Mm. And uh, the mother and the children are the ones that have some sense, and the father is completely out of it. And you have that so many times. And uh, they reinforce that. What's that? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, right. Right, right, sure, sure. Yeah, you see that very much in the nursing homes, yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, the, a lot of the children, they, they say, oh... Well, hey, I don't want to see my parents that way. Yeah, well, that's that's a pretty poor excuse. That's when you need to be of help. Yeah. Oh, euthanasia. That's right, too. too. That's it. That's it. You got it. Then we go on to verse 21, and we're all the way back to Jacob again. And, of course, a good way to get an inheritance quickly is to go into a lot of debt. And uh, the Bible talks bad about debt. It says the borrower is servant to the lender. And uh, so, uh, you know, people like to, today, people like to buy things on margin. They like to borrow money to, to buy things, even like buy properties to rent or whatever and get into a lot of debt. And the Bible doesn't talk very favorably about that. And then we go down to verse 23, 24, 24. Era. And, uh, you know, we can't understand our own way. God's the one that's leading us. And, you know, we can't really figure out why things happen, and, but God knows, and God's in control, and uh, so we just got to trust in that. And then verse 25 to Jerry. So what's that talking about there? Well, so often we want to do what we want to do. So we should we have still small voice, we do it. And then after it's done, we look is that okay? I did that too Yeah, it's like uh we'll do something that's wrong and know it's wrong, and and then afterward we'll like we'll apologize for it uh but we, we, we knew it was wrong the whole time. and uh, but we want to think that apologizing for it to the Lord or to others will we'll take care of it. They afterward vows to make in, in, inquiry. Then let's skip down to verse 29, verse 29. Uh, how about that, Irene? Okay, so what's the beauty of an old man? Wisdom, the gray head and wisdom. And of course, that's another thing that's not respected today is old age or the older people. And uh, there's not a premium put upon the older people. And uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but in case some of you didn't hear it before, but you can see that very clearly in Africa with funerals and here with funerals. In Africa, the funeral of uh, an old person will be really big and the funeral of a young person will be small. But how is it here in the United States? It's the exact opposite. Uh, is that the old person's funeral will generally be small and the young person, if somebody dies young, they have a huge funeral and uh, that's uh just gives you a little indication of where the values are of the older people and the younger people and then we go on down to verse 30 verse 30 and Greg okay so what does that mean There it says that, yeah, stripes, of course stripes is being whipped back in those days. Stripes, the inward cleanses the inward parts of the belly. Correction, exactly. And uh, so correction will cleanse the heart of the person. And uh, it's just like, when we do something wrong before the Lord, the Lord sends us chastening. And many times it's sickness or whatever. And, uh, you know, that'll, that'll get down into us when we get that chastening. And it'll get down in there and it'll change our heart. And it'll change the inward parts of the belly. That chastening from the Lord. It's interesting how it works. And, of course, back in these days, they had, uh, you know, whipping for a punishment. They actually didn't have prisons like we have prisons. They, they had The only kind of prison they had was just to, to hold somebody for trial. But they didn't have, like, your sentence to five years or ten years or anything like that. Uh, you either got whipped or you got capital punishment. Uh, you got everything right then, and uh, that was a better, a better system, really, because people will fear the whipping or the the execution a lot more than going to prison. And the Bible, and of course, people say, "Oh well, hey, you know, capital punishment, there's no deterrence in that." Well, the Bible says there is, and the Bible says there is deterrence. People will hear it and they will fear and uh, yeah right right. exactly exactly because there's impunity impunity for the criminals you see that especially in Brazil in Brazil you can just literally get away with murder and uh, so crime is terrible down there And, uh, and, and of course here it's pretty bad too and like I've described before the uh, crime in Brazil is like downtown Baltimore everywhere. And uh, so it's, it's bad. And that's because they have impunity for their crime. And so that brings us to chapter 21, and we're out of time. So let's bow in prayer as we close. And Greg, will you lead us in prayer, please?